0: So, long time no see. Today we're gonna go through some Reddit things. It's probably gonna be about some Stoicism related things. It depends... Yeah, it depends on what I'm I'm gonna find. But it looks like that there's something pretty cool and pretty interesting in the Stoicism subreddits. Just read Seneca's on the shortness of life and it changed my life. What should I read next? Pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting. Just also because I think that I did not read Seneca's On the Shortness of Life yet. So maybe I just should. On the Shortness of Life PDF. Maybe I'm... No, let's actually uh, just read it, I guess. But is there a way to to, to read it legally? Like, I don't necessarily want to... Full text of Senecon Shortness of Life by TheArchive.org Sounds good. Sounds just as what I want. The interesting thing is, it is just the text indeed. You know, it's, it's, it's not formatted in any kind of way, but it's just... the text kind of feels because it kinda is. Anyway, um, let's see, even though I do have a slight feeling that I went through it already at some point, but I don't remember, so let's, oh, Basilius Aeneus, I think Seneca, translated by Gareth D. Williams. I dot I, whatever this means, I don't know. Most of mankind complains about nature's meanness, because our a allotted span of life is so short, and because this stretch of time that is given to us runs its runs its course so quickly, so rapidly, so much so that, with every few exceptions, life leaves the rest of us in the lurch, just when we are re oh, when when we are getting ready to live, and it is not just the masses and the unthinking crowd that complain at what the uh, perceive as this universal evil. The same feeling draws complaints even from Man of Distinction, hence that famous dictum of the greatest of physicians, Life is short, art long. Hence also Aristotle's grievance unto most unbecoming uh, philosopher, when he called nature to account for betowing so much time on animals that they can live for f- five or ten human life spans. While so much short, a limit is set for humans, even though they are born to do so many great things. In theory, I would say, and this is a big problem that I'm having, like sometimes I feel that I do not see the amazing things I could do. Yeah. The third, I think it. it I don't know if it is the third point or the third paragraph or the third you know chapter kinda. I don't know because there we have three and four, and then all of a sudden we have two point one, like what the fuck is he doing? Two, three, maybe oh. I think it is point three. So one point three. And then we have one point four, and then we have two point one and two point two, and so on and so forth. Anyway. Three or 1.3. It is not that we have a short time to live, but that we waste much of it. Life is long enough and it has been given to us in generous measure for accomplishing the greatest things if the whole of it is well invested. But when life is squandered through soft and careless living and when it is spent on no worthwhile pursuit, death finally presses and we realize that's the life which we didn't notice passing has passed away. The fourth. So it is. The life we are given isn't short, but we make it so. We are not ill provided by uh, provided by that we are wasteful of life. Just as impressive and pricely wealth is scorned in an instant when it passes into the hands of a poor manager. But wealth, however, modest growth through careful deployment if it is entrusted to a reasonable guardian just so our lifetime offers ample scope to the person who maps it out well yes indeed I mean you can do quite a ton of things and you can see quite a ton of things but you have to take action and one has to do something about it and if you don't do something about it then you are not gonna get pretty far you know things are gonna be quite limited Things are gonna be quite narrow in variance. 2.1. Why do we complain about nature? It has acted generously. Life, if you know how to use it, is long. But one person's held in a grip of voracious avarice or whatever, and not about a kind of diligence that by that busies itself with pointless enterprises. And this one's sodden with wine, another slack with idleness. This one's tired out by his political ambition, which always hangs on the judgment of others, while another's passionate desire for trading drives him headlong over every land. And every sea in hope of profit, a passion for soldiering torments some men who are always either bent on inflicting dangers on others or worried about danger to themselves some are worn down by the evolutionary enslavement of thankless attendance on the great two so i think it is actually 2.2 still don't really get it what what it means but anyway many are kept busy either striving after other people's wealth or complaining about their own many who have no consistent goal in life are thrown from one new design to another by a, flickless, a flick, flickleness that is shifting and never settled and ever dis- dissatisfied with itself. Some have no goal at all toward which to steer their course, but death takes them by surprise as they gape and yawn. I cannot therefore doubt the truth of that seemingly oracular utterance utterance, of the greatest of poets. Scanned is the part of life in which we live. Through all the rest of existence is not living, but merely time. The third point. Vices assail and surround us on all sides, and they don't allow us to rise against and lift our eyes to the clear discernment of truth, but they press down on them, keeping them lowered and fixed on mere desire. It's never possible for the victims to return to their true selves. If by chance they ever find some respite, they still roll restlessly. Just like the deep sea, which still swells even after the wind has settled. They never find full relaxation from their desires. You think I'm talking only of those whose faults are admitted. Look at those whose prosperity draws crowds. They are choked by their own goods. How many have found their wealth a burden? How many are drained of their blood by their eloquence and their daily preoccupation with showing off their abilities? How many are sickly pale from their incessant pleasures? How many are left with no freedom from the multitude of their besieging clients? In short, look over all of them from lowest to highest. This person summons counsel to plead his case. Another answer they call, this one stands trial. Another acts for the defense, another presides as judge. No one acts as his own champion, but each is wasted for another sake. Ask about those in cit- citizens whose names are studiously memorized, and you'll see that the following distinctions tell them apart. The first cultivates people give, wait, Uh, The first cultivates a second, the second third, no one is his own man Again, certain people give vent to the most irrational outburst of anger They complain about the oddiness, I guess, of their superiors Because the latter were too busy to receive them when they wanted an audience Dare anyone complain about others' arrogance when he himself never has time to spare for himself, yet the great man has occasionally obeyed with a disdainful expression, condescended to look on you, whoever you are. He has declined to listen to your words. He has allowed you to walk at his side, but you never thought fit to look on our, to look on yourself, or to listen to yourself. And so you have no reason to expect a return from anyone for those attentions of yours, since you offer them not because you wanted another company, but because you were incapable of communing with yourself. 3.1 And then all of a sudden we start again with 2. Why the fuck? Though all the brilliant minds that have shone over the ages agree on this one point, they could never adequately express their astonishment at this dark fog in the human mind. No one lets anyone sees his states, and if a trivial dispute arises about boundary lines, there is a rush to stones and arms. But people let, and let others uh, trespass on their existence, or rather, they go so far as to invite in those Will take possession of their lives. You'll find no one willing to distribute his money eh? but to how many people each of us shares out his life. Men are thrifty in guardian their private property but as soon as it comes to wasting time they're most extravagant with the one commodity for which it's respectable to be greedy. And with that being said, I'm gonna end the episode. I'll see you soon. Bye bye.